Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. There we go. Okay, we got uh, Usama. Dr. Beck, he's going to speak about uh, something that he started last year, and it's going to be on the lies of about Muhammad today, and maybe a couple other lies. I think you got five lies for us, right? We'll see. Depends right. how much time you give me. Well, you got I just enough go time. You got nine more. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we'll fit in what we can. Anyway, this is Usama, and we want to welcome him. And uh, there Thank you go. I'll let you go from you. here. All right, now. Well, let's let's start with a word of prayer. All right. And we'll go from there. Father God, we give thanks to you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. Thank you because you have showed us the truth. And the truth cannot be found except in your son, Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. It's very simple, Lord. Christianity is very simple. We're sinful people. And because of our sin, we must be separated from you. For the judgment of our sin is death. But you choose to love us and you send your son jesus christ to take our place on the cross to make a way for us to be able to receive forgiveness of our sin as we repent of our sin as we turn our life back to you as we walk on the straight way as we believe and trust in christ alone help us lord jesus to know these truths to live this truth and share this truth with others for there is no other name under heaven which by it man shall be saved but the name of jesus christ the truth and if we know the truth christ alone he will set us free we thank you lord for if two or three gathering your name you are in the midst that is your words which is truth your promise is real i pray lord for blessing on our time today as we continue to educate ourselves to learn about the lies and the deception of the devil satan and those who are working for him that we may be set free and will be on the right track to come to be with you for eternity in heaven. We love you and we praise you. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, as Brother Charlie said, we're going to continue with the study which we have started last year, Lies in the Textbooks. Just to remind you that uh, these lies are now taught as if it is truth and it's taught in every public school uh, in America. Uh, if you look at the background of this uh, slide here, you see a bunch of books, world history and uh, social study history and whatever books they can squeeze these lies in to brainwash our children. Uh, remind us, last time I talked to you, I talked about lies about Jesus and we discovered that in America there is not one Christian man or a lady who can write a couple pages for our children. So we went to the liberals and went to the Muslims to teach us about Jesus. And we discovered that Jesus is just a good man, a boy, a teacher. He's not God Almighty who came in the flesh. He did not die on the cross and rose from the dead because this was just a story spread by few. Two, three, maybe four people travel all over the world and teach that he died and rose again who he is. But in reality, the textbooks is teaching our children this is just a made-up story. Now, as we look at all these lies taught in our textbooks, there are actually uh, lies against the Jews, lies and, and Judaism, lies against Jesus Christ and Christianity, and lies for Islam and Muhammad. When I say that, 
the agenda of these people who write these lies is not to make our children atheists. It's, it's not like, well, we don't want to, you know, separate religion from school, separate politics from religion and separate religion from school. So we're not going to talk about religion anymore. I don't care what you believe. If you want to believe in Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad, it's in your own. But in our textbooks, in our school, we don't want you to learn anything about this. Not, no, 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 that's not the agenda. The agenda is get rid of the light and spread the darkness. While they are mocking and belittling the Christian faith and the Jewish foundation for our Christian faith, they are actually praising Allah and Muhammad. While they are rejecting the Bible, they, they want the Quran. While they are rejecting Jesus, they want Muhammad. And that's exactly what they do. And I'll prove this to you as we go in our study today. We find that they don't like Jesus, they don't want Jesus. Well, you may think they don't also like Muhammad. They don't want Muhammad. No, that's not what they're trying to do as we look at lies about Muhammad. The, I call it the biggest lie in the less words I have ever read in all our textbooks. Let me remind you, no, we're not talking about two, three textbooks. We're talking about the top 40 textbooks, which are in Sarasota County School, which are for those who are watching us in America. Your children are watching and studying and learning and brainwashed by this life in your community. Trust me. All what you need to do is just go to the public school and ask, show me your history books. So sh show me social study books. Show me whatever people books. And guess what? These lies are in your school. And I hope and I pray that the people will realize that we cannot wait until these lies continue to grow as it was in the early days of evolution. They did not start evolution by saying, here is the science. And we're going to, uh, uh, we have to brief it. it will start, evolution started as a theory. Start small. And evolution evolved in our textbooks, and now we're teaching our children it's fact, it's science. We proved it. We we'll find the missing chain, the missing link. But in reality, there's no chain. No, I mean, we're not missing a link. The whole chain is in imagination. Even Darwin himself said, unless they prove it, it's a dumb theory, and it's not proven. So I hope and I pray that the people of America, the Christians, the church, will wake up, wise up. And stop this propaganda, especially when we know we're paying for it. It is our tax money which they collect from us, the American people, the Christian and the Jews. They're using these to build the schools, to pay the salary for the, for the teachers, to brainwash our children. What an evil thing I see happening in these last words. So let's talk about the biggest lie in the smallest amount of words. The textbook, obviously here, that's world history, and it's written in 2008. It's still taught in our public school today, and on page 190, we read that one sentence. Mohammed defended himself. Wow. I was talking to Brother Charlie before the meeting. I said, do you see that? Well, he saw it. He saw the, the, the statement here. Is, uh, somebody attacked Mohammed. He defended himself. No. When they say Mohammed, they're talking about Islam. So all the wars we read about in the Quran was simply defensive war. Which biblically correct. Jesus taught us to defend ourselves. He actually told his disciples before he left earth, do, do you have a bag to put some money in it? No, now you need to because I'm no longer going to be providing for you. You have to provide for yourself. Do you have a sword? No, sell your coat, sell your clothes and buy a sword because you need to defend not to go out and fight. We'll talk about that in my new book. Exposing the truth about jihad, holy war in the Bible, to know about all the killing in the Bible. Then Christians can't defend themselves. 
Just last night, I talked to my friend Brandon House, Worldview Weekend, and we have a good discussion. We talk about what you will do when the right time comes and there is war, there is jihad, there is killing. I said, well, I have to fulfill my duty before God, before this country. I'm going to fight. Not because I believe in killing, but I believe in fight defensive. You have to defend yourself. Yes, the Bible said turn the other cheek. That's me. I'm going to turn the other cheek. But it's the same Bible that said turn the other cheek. It's also said love your wives as Christ loves the church. Now, Jesus did not give the church a box of chocolate and say eat and get fat. Or some flower looks good for a few days and then they wither and die. Jesus died on the cross for the church. I'm supposed biblically to protect my wife, to love my wife, to die for her. So I told Brandon, you touch my wife, you're dead. When I am dead, you can take my wife. So that's exactly the biblical teaching. So we biblically can defend ourselves. That's why we fight in America for our second amendment. To defend yourself. Not because everybody have a gun is going to go out and shoot and kill. People who know the second amendment, who carries a weapon, they are not doing it for going out and shoot because we didn't do that. We have not done this for all these years. But in case somebody comes to harm you, you have the right, Brother Charlie, to defend yourself biblically and Politically, the Constitution gave us that right. So, did Muhammad defend himself? Meaning, do Muslim people really defend themselves? In the last 1400 years, since Muhammad began this uh, invasion to the neighboring country, the neighboring cities and village, and to the neighboring country after his death, do, did Muslims do that because they were defending themselves? Hmm. I think we have the answer from Muhammad's own words, from the Quran, from the history of Islam to see, this is, is this true or that's a lie? But sadly, our children, the 16, 17 years old, when they read these things, they say, oh, that means Muslims did not go out and kill. After all, in another textbook, another passage, they learn Islam is a loving, peaceful religion. And we see that there is 79 verses in the Quran where Allah commands Muhammad and the Muslim believers to engage in war. Which is translated or interpreted by Muslim scholars to perform jihad. Was these all these wars or all these verses teach the Muslim just to defend themselves? Now, let's move on our study to see the real answer. Muhammad conducted violent lethal raids against caravans for the purpose of robbery and spoils. We're talking about people traveling to do business. They're not riding camels with sword and spears. They're riding camels with goods. They make trips all the way from Israel or Syria all the way to Yemen, go north and south and south and north by going by Mecca, as Muslims teach. It was a very big city, which now we prove, by the way, it's not true. It's a lie. But when people were traveling with their camels to do business, they were not fighting Muhammad or anybody else. You see, when Muhammad lived in Mecca for the first 13 years, after he claimed to be a prophet, he did not have any followers. As a matter of fact, their numbers sometimes go between 40 to 60, whatever, I say 100. 100 people believed in Muhammad. Many of them were actually slaves he bought. And other people just, you know, being friends with. Not through belief. Not through convention. Now, Muhammad tried it in, in, in the peaceful way in Mecca for 13 years and it did not work. Now Muhammad is in his 50s. He's about to die of old age because that's how many years people live there. So he emigrated from Mecca to Medina. And what does he used to do for work? You may think Muhammad started some business. 
uh, maybe work like a carpenter like Jesus was, uh, building homes, doing some business to take care of himself. No, he was a robber. Muhammad used to hide in caves waiting for the caravan to come by. Him and his friends, the 50 men or so, wait, 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 caravan coming down, they jump on it, kill the men, take the goods, take the camels, and have some spoil of war. And the number grew from 40 men to 100 men, literally 10 years later, 9 years later to be exactly, Muhammad came to Mecca with 10,000 men. His business was a robber, a thief, a professional. Then he started growing his ministry or his business of being a thief to attack villages. We read about Bani Quraiza. How Muhammad and his early thugs seized that village for literally uh, 25 days. They ran out of food, they ran out of water. And the judgment came from one of the men who hates him because they were Jewish people. And the judgment was to kill all the men, all the boys have mustache and older, and take their homes and land and money, women and children to be spoiled. That's how Muhammad made his business. He was a thief, he was a robber, he was raiding villages, and he was attacking innocent people to take their land. And why he did this? Because simply they were Jews. Or simply, they were Christians. And they don't want to accept him as a prophet. So Allah gave him the permission. If they will not submit to Islam, if they will not accept Islam, kill them. Who? The men. Women and children, they're for you to enjoy. Homes and land and money, for you to take. That is Muhammad's business. This was not defensive war. Even throughout the history, from the early days of Islam until today, the Egyptian people, the Libyan people, the Tunisian people, the Moroccan people, the Algerian people, the Sudanese, the Somali, the Kenyan, the Nigerian, the Iraqi, the, the Irani, the Lebanese, I mean, all, the Jordanian, none of these people went in war with Saudi Arabia to fight with Muhammad. It was Muhammad and his early thugs and the follower, 12 armies which he created before he died, invading all these lands. There's no such a thing as Muhammad defended himself or Muslim defended themselves. But sadly, that's exactly what our children learn in our public schools by our tax money in America. And how many people talk about that? I never heard anybody else but me. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When you go, my dear friends, to through these 15 lies, you can't help it but to scratch your head. What is going on in America? Why we allow these people to teach these lies in our public schools to our children in this country? He murdered those who non-violently disagreed with him. That's exactly what he did. I am a prophet. Oh, you don't believe me? That's okay. We'll kill you. I don't know how many of you saw the cartoon Ahmed the terrorist. When he said, I'll kill you. And you know what's so amazing? When you watch this cartoon and people watch it, they laugh. Because it's funny. It's a skeleton, and the guy's using it, and he look at him with his eyes, big and eye, like, I kill you, and ha, 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 it's not funny. We're talking about four million Christians in Egypt alone, four Christian million men were killed by that, I kill you. Because Muhammad started, he killed those who did not accept him. And what happened in Egypt happened in all the other 57 Muslim countries. He massacred over 700 Jews in Medina. That's exactly what happened to Bani Quraiza. The, the numbers go between 700 to 900. We just say over 700, to be honest, because they do not know. And what's so amazing when you study about these people who were beheaded, 
they were beheaded in the same style which ISIS did just five years ago. They gave them shovels and they dig their graves. And then they cut their heads off, they beheaded them, and then they brought the family, the moms, the wives, the children, to see the dead body of their ancestor, of their father, grandfather, and then they buried them. And they just took these wives and took these girls to rape, not to marry, to rape, to raise the Muslim baby. And it moved from Bani Quraiza, the Jewish community, to a Muslim holy city, Medina, where you and I today cannot go there because it became holy. How it became holy? It became the city of Muhammad. He walked on foot there without any financial help or aid, and literally three years later, it became his city, the first holy city. Six, another six years later, he went back to Mecca and took that second holy city. And today, our liberal senator, congress, governor, whatever we have in this country, cannot physically walk in these cities because they're holy cities, unless they say the Shahada and join Ilhan Omar and Rashida Talib and whoever are Muslims in our government. All of Muhammad's violence was aggressive and not for purposes of self-defense. And I challenge any Muslim to show me where do we learn that some people attacked Muhammad and then Muhammad defended himself. Even when you go to some of the verses of the Quran and you see the Romans are about to fight, go on wars with Muhammad and he went, you know how this started? Muhammad sends him a letter and in the letter he said, Islam, Taslam, become a Muslim, you'll be in peace. If you don't become a Muslim, I'm fine to fight you. What do you think you're going to do in that case? You sit waiting in your city until they come and take over you. Talking to a driver in New Orleans, just happened to be a Muslim driver in a taxi, and he's telling me, well, don't forget the Crusades. I said, what about the Crusades? Well, the Christian killed. I said, what do you expect, what do you expect the people of Europe to do? Do the same stupid mistake my people in Egypt did? And the rest of the 57 Muslim countries, I said, remember now, the Crusades were 472 years late after the Muslims invaded all these Christian countries including Morocco to Spain, they took over Spain, all the way to Turkey, so now they are about to take Europe from the east and from the west. And all these 470 years, the Christians of Europe were busy eating cheese and drinking wine. And some of the Christians were arguing with each other about what is the color of the eyes of Virgin Mary? Was it green or blue or hazel? That's how ridiculous was these years. And then they realized that we're going to, use, we're going to lose Europe. So they rise up to defend themselves. The crusaders did not go to Saudi Arabia to fight with the Mohammedans. They were fighting to free the Holy Land, to, to fight the Christian land. That is defensive war. But what Muslims did and what the Mohammedans did for all these years, even until today, it is not defensive war. And I challenge any Muslim to show me one battle in my book, uh, uh, Revealing the Truth About, or Exposing the Truth About the Quran, the Revelation of Error, last chapter, volume 2, chapter 40, we talk about Muhammad. I literally summarized um, 1,200 pages or so of uh, Ibn Hisham, or uh, the biography by some of the Muslim scholars, and I put it in 67, or maybe less than 70 pages. You read that one chapter, you learn all what you need to learn, all that you need to learn about Muhammad. But in that chapter, I talk about all the battles which Muhammad won. I give you the name of the battle, the time of the battle, how much he gained of a spoil. Very important chapter. I think most people you need to read to learn about Muhammad. None of these wars were defensive. 
Not because I said so, but because Muslim scholars said so. Because historian, Muslim historians said so. Not Jewish historian, not Greek historians, Jewish historians did not write any of these things. Christian historians did not write any of these things. It was the Muslim who believed in Muhammad, who loved Muhammad. They told us that Muhammad was a savage man. And all his war was about invading innocent people, homes and land and money. Listen to what Muhammad said. This is in the life of Muhammad by Ibn Hisham. Third edition, part six, volume three, page eight. I'm not making this up. The book's still available. Muslim believe in it. Muslim love it. Here's what Muhammad said. Muhammad taught, I descended by Allah with a sword in my hand, and my wealth will come from the shadow of my sword. And the one who will disagree with me will be humiliated and persecuted. I don't need to say anymore, do I? Did he have defensive war? How did he get rich? Did he work a day in his life after he claimed to be a prophet? He was the chief of sinners with a bunch of uh, ungodly, wicked, evil, savage people killing and beheading people and taking their wives and their children. If they will not sleep with them, they sell them. Or they make prostitutes out of them, as Allah stated in Quran 24. That is the true nature of Muhammad. By the way, there are two reasons why Muslims leave Islam. The Muslims leave Islam. I'm, I'm not saying they become a Christian. Like right now in Iran, millions of Muslims are leaving Islam. Not too many of them are become a Christian. Few thousands become a Christians. Number one, because they learn the truth about Islam by knowing the Quran. Because we think that every Muslim in the world knows the Quran. No, 87% of the Muslim people cannot read a line, a sentence in the Quran. That is 1 billion, 400 million. Never read the Quran. Now, half or three quarters of the Arabs, they can read the Quran, but they never read it. So when Muslims read the Quran, they get shocked. Just last night, I'm doing a live radio broadcast, which I've been doing now for a good 11 years or so. It is every uh, Saturday night from 10 to 12, Florida time. And in this, and you can find about it if you go to my website and do just double click. At the time, you'll be live with us. And in that, a gentleman from Iran, he said, I did not know that that word meant that. A man in his 40s does not know a word in Arabic and the real meaning of it from the Quran. He thought it means marriage. It's the word nukah. I said, no, nukah is not marriage. Nukah is the F word with ing. The continuing in the present tense of doing the F word. He said, but that's not what they teach us in Iran. Yes, indeed. They lie to them. They think it's marriage. No, Muhammad did not marry all these people. Muhammad was simply sleeping with these people. Because in the Quran, it even gives a Muslim man the right to be involved sexually with their slaves' wives. Sexually. That's not marriage. It's just 15 minutes in bed. Thank you. Goodbye. So, so much about Islam, um, uh, the Muslims do not know. Number one, they don't know the Quran. Number two, they don't know Muhammad. Reason number two, why Muslims leave in Islam? Because they get to know Muhammad. Now we're brainwashed our children in America to make them believe in Muhammad to be a decent man. No, he is not a decent man. For every time your children read in the textbooks, the name Muhammad is always perceived by the word Prophet. Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad. Even Judge Jeanine on her show, she said, the prophet of Islam, prophet Muhammad. Sean Hannity, the prophet of Islam, prophet Muhammad. Everybody else, prophet Muhammad, prophet Muhammad. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people, American people, naive American people, 
ignorant American people surely will believe it. That is the foundation of that study. Tell a lie big enough and repeating it. So now we all in America know Muhammad to be Prophet Muhammad. You have to realize now, if you say Prophet Muhammad, that means, listen carefully, Jesus is not God Almighty. Jesus is not the Son of God. Jesus did not die on the cross. Jesus never rose from the dead. That means throw your Bible in the trash can by saying Prophet Muhammad because that's what exactly Prophet Muhammad taught. You cannot have it both ways. If Muhammad is true, that means everything about Jesus is false. That means everything about Christianity is false. But that is the kind of Muhammad. He was not defending himself. He was actually getting rich by the shadow of his sword. And he was killing those who will disagree with him. Because humans rejected Allah's earlier messengers, Allah sent his final revelation. How do you like to read that lie in our textbooks in America? Remember now, when you say a sentence and start the sentence by the word because, you know what that means? You're teaching facts. Because I was tired, I slept all long, all night long. Because I was thirsty, I drank three glasses of water. Because I was hungry, I ate all the food, leftover food. That is a fact. There's no sentence start with the word because unless it's fact. Because. Because what? Because humans rejected Allah's early messenger. Allah's early messengers? Oh, don't worry. In the other lies, we teach our children in our public schools that Allah is God. Don't be alarmed. So you can say God's messengers or you can say Allah's messengers. That is the continuation of the series of lies. So when your kids, your grandkids, read that textbook and message, they say, oh, Allah, we know Allah is God because human people rejected God's early messengers. Allah sent his final revelation. You know what is his final revelation? We're talking about the Quran. We're talking about the message of Muhammad. We're talking about why Allah sent Muhammad. Because he is the message, the messenger who brought the final revelation. Now, not only were convincing your children that Islam is true, the Quran is true, or your grandchildren as well, we're actually assuring them that Christianity and Judaism are false. There were not any Christians, there were not any true Jews. That's why Allah sent Muhammad with the final revelation. How do you like that to be taught in our public school? I challenge our textbooks in our public school to put the sentence backwards. Because Muhammad is a false prophet, we need to follow Jesus' teaching in the Bible. Can you say that? Well, good luck. Not only they will remove the textbook from our public school, they will actually burn the publisher business and will destroy his financial... You can kiss... Whoever involved with that statement, which is a fact, goodbye. Why in the world we allow this to be taught to our children in our public schools? I always ask myself, it's very simple, because we do not even know that our children are learning that. Once again, Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I guarantee you, right now, if you go to all the churches of the United States of America, I'm not kidding you, except that 20 or 30 where I taught that presentation in, and you put the statement and ask the ministers, not the people, the ministers, the deacons, the elders, true or false, this is a, a statement taught to our children in our public school. I guarantee all of them will say that's false. Because they, nobody will believe that they, our, our children are learning that. Because nobody ever heard it before. Have you heard that before, before this morning? Put your hand up if you know that that's what they teach our children in our public schools. Here you are. Okay. You heard me before. Well, but from somebody else. 
Why we do not have a thousand Osama Dakdok in America? Why we do not have 10,000 Osama Dakdok in America? Believe it or not, even when I travel with some of my other friends who do ministry like mine, and you look at this material, whoa, Osama, that was a loss of work to, to collect these this, this slides and make a presentation. And says, can I have some of the slides? I said, no, you can have all my computer. I literally get my external hard drive and I put it in my computer, the big terabyte, whatever, and I give them all my PowerPoint presentation. They're not mine. What if I get killed today? What are you going to do? You're going to put this computer on top of my body in my box? I don't need the computer in the box. Maybe somebody else needs to learn it. That's why I share this material. And by the way, some of these people will not even share one slide of their presentation with me. But I kind of burned them, destroyed them. Here, you will not give me a, a slide. I gave him 28 presentations. One of them, like this one, had 360 slides. Because I want the truth to be known. I don't want you just to hear me, but I want you to repeat what I'm saying. Teach it to others. That's why I love to come to this church. Because this is now live. People are watching it. And people can watch it again later. That means if I drop dead today, guess what? The straight way of Greece ministry to expose the lies about Muhammad will always be there until they shut us down from the internet. Let me go back here and make sure you cut this one, brother. Who are Allah's early messengers? The textbooks is talking about Allah's early messengers. Hmm. According to Muhammad, almost all scholars say that there are 100, I'm sorry, 124,000 messenger, a prophet slash messenger, peace be on them in Islam. 124,000? I love the numbers of Muhammad. His number is amazing. I mean, literally. It's not, not, he did not say 124.2. No, exactly. 124,000. Well, good. Let's, let's learn about this. Okay. Where, uh, where does this number come from? And what is the evidence to support it? He can, he can always make any statement. He can always make up any numbers. But can you prove it? Can the Muslim show us? Okay. Maybe you think if we open the Quran, we're going to read the names of the 124,000 prophets slash messengers. But guess what? They're not there either. As a matter of fact, we got more prophets in the Bible than those in the Quran. And if you add all the prophets in the Bible, they're not 124,000. If you want to know the number, I'll give you the number. This number comes from the a long hadith in Imam Musnad Ahmad, narrated by uh, Imama al-Bahali okay He's, a man came to Muhammad and asked him he said how many what is the number of the messenger how O messenger of Allah how many prophets were there he replied that's Muhammad 124,000 from which 350 15 were messengers and by the way if you look at muhammad's idea of messenger of prophet you see that he believes that prophet is less important than messenger you're talking about 124,000 prophet message 315 of them are messengers and that is the different 123 and uh, eight, uh, 685 prophets well biblically actually is the opposite true a prophet is more important than a messenger why? Because any one of us can be a messenger. Brother Charlie, would you please, when you see so-and-so, tell him blah, blah, blah. Guess what? The message I'm giving to Brother Charlie to share with somebody else, make him a messenger because he's carrying a message from one person to another person. 
But Brother Sean is not a prophet. He's just a messenger. Messenger is much less important than a prophet. A prophet prophesies and tells the future. A messenger does not have a clue what's coming next. He does not even know if he will carry the message I'm giving to him to the next person, if he will make it or not. That's why he will say, if God's will, I will do that. But a prophet, he said and he knew it because God gave him the word directly. And he know he know if God said tells him, that means he's gonna tell them. Nothing gonna stop it. Prophet is greater than messenger in the Bible, but according to Muhammad, a messenger is greater than a prophet. And Muhammad obviously was never a prophet. We talked about that briefly study. He was just a false claim messenger. Now let's continue with this. Listen to what Allah said in Quran chapter 6 and verse 38. And there is no creature on earth or bird that flies with its wing but nations like you we did not neglect anything in the book then to their lord they will be gathered now it maybe make a lot of sense that yes there is a hundred uh, uh, there are um, 124,000 prophet and messengers because if you think about it birds and creatures and every creeping thing walk on the earth is actually like us. Each one of them, according to the interpretation of Muslim scholars, each one of these groups have a prophet and have messengers. And some of them are Muslims, and some of them are Christians, and some of them are Jews, and some of them are believers, and some of them are infidels. I'm talking about every creatures. Muhammad went to say, and his, uh, his scholars said, that on the day of judgment, every creature will stand up before him. The ants. And the spider, and the bird, and the snake, and the cows, and name it. If that's true, then we got more than 124,000 prophets and messengers. As a matter of fact, one of the amazing sayings of Muhammad, on the Day of Judgment, you're going to see the bird without feather. You know why? Because that's the judgment of Allah, because that bird committed adultery when he was on earth. How can birds commit adultery? How can animals commit adultery? Muhammad imagination. They will be gathered before Allah on the day of judgment to be judged by Allah. Wonderful, isn't it? Use your imagination. That's how we learn about Muhammad. Okay. Now, in my book, Expose, uh, Expose the Truth About the Quran, the Revelation of Error, I have all these names as prophets. These are the prophets according to Muhammad, according to the Quran. So we start with chapter 1, is creation. And of course, from the creation, we know about Prophet Adam. He believed Adam to be a prophet. And then Idris and Noah and Hud, he made it up. Salah, he made it up. Midian and Shaib, they made it up. So by the way, these are four Muslim, uh, four prophets who are Arabs. Uh, Muslim will tell you Muhammad is the only Arab prophet. But in the Quran, we got four more Arab prophets. How can Muhammad be the only Arab prophet if there's four more in the Quran? Before him, he's talking about them. Doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> like they will tell you, Ishmael was the first man who ever spoke the Arabic language. Good. And in the same time, they will tell you that Ishmael learned the Arabic language from his first wife and second wife's families. If you learn Arabic from somebody, you're not the first one who spoke it. Use the imagination. Anyway. Let's, and so the list of the 17, 18, 19, 20, here is 29, 30, Azra, 
and 33, 35, the companion of the cave, made up story, by the way, chapter 18, you can read about it in my book, in detail, you can read about it in the Quran, these are the people who slept 309 years, see numbers, you like numbers, huh, they slept for 309 years, the people of the cave, they were Christians, it's actually a made up story in Egypt, and we like a bedtime story, you know, you tell your children before they go to bed, Muhammad heard it, he liked it, he put it in the Quran, he made it a true story, So, 38, 40 is the companion of the mount, and 41 Muhammad. How many prophets do we have according to the Quran? And Messenger, according to the Quran, 41. Where is the rest of the 124,000? They're not there. Unless you really believe that the ants and the birds and the snakes and the spider and all these creatures have their prophets and Allah sent many prophets to them because that's what. By the way, you may think I'm joking about ants to be prophets. Go to the Quran and read Solomon. King Solomon used to speak to the ants. Read about it in the book of ch the chapter of Solomon in my new book. You know what, guys? I believe I worked so hard in these two volume books, volume one and two. Exposing the truth about the Quran, the revelation of error. I work so hard to not only collect the stories of the Quran from all over and put them in chapter. Oh, what you need to know about Noah. Oh, what you need to know about Moses. Oh, what you need to know about Jesus. Oh, you know about Solomon. And then I give you the interpretation of the great Muslim scholar Ibn Kassir. And then I give you my commentary on all these lies and take you back to the Bible. I work so hard in these two books and they're not, people are not buying them. People are not reading them. It's like I wasted a good, what, four or five years of my life to write two books almost 750 pages and people are not reading even the one who buys them and I, I said oh you saw i got these two books i said have you read them uh not really it's like you understand if you have a rough time in your day your wife or your husband or your children drive you nuts open this chapter and read you'll laugh you'll relax i gave you a greater therapy for for cheap i mean these two books cost 35 dollars if you read half of it you already saved three four thousand dollars worth of therapies because you laugh. Solomon was so wise, was so wise that he can talk to the ants and the bird, the hoopoe. And I gave you the conversation between him and the limping ants. There was a limping ants. And that limping ants raised her both hands to the sky and said, Oh Allah, send water on us. We're thirsty. And then Allah answered her prayer and sent the rain. Who heard that story but Solomon? Who know about the wisdom of Solomon but Allah and Muhammad in the Quran? And by the way, he was so wise even in his death. He leaned on the staff when he was when he's dead for a whole year. Allah said in the Quran, the man was dead. King Solomon was dead for the entire 12 months a year. Lean on the staff until the termite start eating the staff, and that's when his corpse fall off and people realize that he's dead. If you don't know these facts, how in the world you can teach it to the Muslims? If the Muslims do not know how ridiculous Allah's word, the Quran, and Muhammad who claimed to be a prophet, how in the world do you expect him to leave Islam and become a Christian? We're losing it because of our ignorance. And the information, it's in English. It's in my book. Read it. If you got the book, read it. If you didn't have the book, get the book and read it. You don't like to hold a book in your hand? It's available as an e-book. Soon, we're going to make it audio book. But I'm afraid after I spend a few thousands of dollars to make the book and audio, people will not even hear it. Anyway, hopefully, prayerfully, we can educate some. 41. Where is the rest of the 124,000? Well, when you find out, please let me know.
The Jewish scriptures were written starting in 1500 BC and completed in 400 BC with Malachi, the last book of the Jewish scriptures or Old Testament as it is known in the Christian Bible. This is not just something we're making up. We actually have the manuscript. Muslims claim that the Bible has been changed, the Bible has been corrupted. And we ask the question, when? Was it before Muhammad or after Muhammad? If they say before Muhammad, I say, well, then Allah knows about it. Yeah, then we got a couple of verses in the Quran to assure us that the Bible has been changed or the Bible has corrupted. No, the opposite is true. When you open the Quran, you find that Allah is telling Muhammad and the Muslim believers, they must believe in the Bible. And if they don't, they've gone away astray. So Allah did not know that the Bible was corrupted before he sent Muhammad. And uh, he, oh, okay, okay, it happened after Muhammad. After Muhammad came and was the Quran, the Christian and the Jewish people corrupted this Bible. But wait a minute, that's not what the lie was given to our children. It says, because people rejected the messengers and the truths of the Bible, Allah sent his revelation, his final revelation, which means what, ladies and gentlemen, that Allah should know better and put in the Quran at least one verse to say, here it is, the Quran, the final revelation, the truth, and the Christian, the Jew, gone astray. No. He's telling Muhammad, if you are doubting what we have revealed to you in the Quran, so ask the people who are reading the scripture. Ask the Jews and the Christian who are reading the Bible. The Bible was there in Muhammad days, and the Bible was perfect in Muhammad days. Or maybe it's corrupted afterwards. It's corrupted afterwards. Yep, we got thousands of manuscripts. I have one myself. 360, 370, 400 years after Christ. I'm going to give you extra date here. That means that's 250 years before Muhammad was a gleam in his father's eye. I got a manuscript written hundreds of years before Muhammad. And the truth which is written in it is Codex B, by the way. It is the same what we have in my Bible in Arabic and English today. Jesus is God. He came in the flesh. He died on the cross. He was buried. And he rose again on the third day. What else do I need? So here's the fact. We got the Old Testament books. We got the New Testament books. The Jewish believed in their books. And the Christian believe in the Jewish books and the new books until today. So how in the world you tell me that I rejected Allah's early messenger? Church, we need to wake up. Church, we need to rise up. Church, we need to stop Muslim Muslimizing our children in our public school by these lies. And I'm only sharing one so far with you for today. It is nonsense to say that people rejected the early prophets, for the Allah of the Quran had never been heard of before Muhammad. The Christians and Jews never believed in the Allah of the Quran. Who's Allah? See, if we know the Allah of Muhammad and compare it to the Allah of the Bible in the Arabic language, they're not, they're not the same. They're two separate gods. The Allah of the Bible, for me as an Arab Christian, or speak Arabic, and I'm, I'm Egyptian, of course, I'm not Arab, is a triune God, a Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the Father sends the Son, and the Son and the Father sends the Holy Spirit after the resurrection, and that's why we are Christian here today. That's a simple fact about my God. The Allah of Muhammad is the one who sent Muhammad to kill the Christian who believe in the God of the Bible. 
But tell the liberals that in America and they think you're drunk or you're nuts or you're Islamophobe or you're a hate monger. Because they believe that we worship the same God. No, God and Satan are not the same. That's the opposite. The quote attempts to delegitimize Christianity and Judaism by turning Abraham, Moses, the later prophets, and Jesus, who all appeared before the existence of the Quran, into simply messengers for Allah. <laughs> it's all about messengers. It's all about a bunch of people Allah saying, no, Jesus is not a messenger of Allah. Jesus is Allah. He is God. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Just last week, I'm talking to a lady, minister to a lady, who's about to marry a Muslim man, and she believed, well, Jesus is God, but, oh, Jesus is the Son of God, but He's not God. We even know what we believe anymore in this country. Jesus is the Son of God, but He's not God. Excuse me. Jesus is God Almighty who came in the flesh. And because he, was, he came from the Father, we call him the Son of God. Like I came from my father, I'm the son of Camel, my father. His name is Camel. Not the animals, Camel. K-A-M-E-L, not the C. <laughs> so because Jesus came from the Father, we call him the Son of God. That does not make him not God. He is God who came in the flesh. He is the Word of God who became flesh. Because that's what we read in John 1.14. And the Word became flesh. We don't worship a man who made God, but worship a God who became a man. I am the son of the, I'm the son of Egypt, Ibn Nil in Arabic. Not because the Nile have sexual relationship with my mama and got her pregnant, and here I am. No, because I came from Egypt. Sometimes we even say it in the Quran, the son of the way. The guy who travels all the time, the Bedouin were sons of ways. They don't have no homes. They live in tents. They move from one place to another. Son of the ways, that means they are came, coming from the world, coming from different countries, coming from different places. They don't have a city. They don't have a house built with rocks and cement. So Jesus is God who came in the flesh. Not just a messenger. He is God Almighty who became human. That is the first lie. By the way, as I said this before you, before when I talk about lies about Muhammad, I don't copy everything in the textbooks to talk about Muhammad. Because if I'll do that, that presentation will move to 10,000 slides, which means I will die before I share it with anybody. So I'm giving you simple uh, snaps. One here, here, piece here, piece here, piece there. Help you to understand here's what the textbooks teach about Muhammad. So don't think that, oh, now we learn all what is written in the textbooks about Muhammad. Trust me. There are plenty of lies there. I'm just giving you an example here, one or two. How much time do we have? Uh, you got another 30 minutes. 30 minutes, good. Let's move to lies about what Islam teaches. That is what is written in our textbooks. To so go to page 571. And as I shared with you before, some of these wonderful godly parents I meet in church. Oh, Brother Usama, I'm glad you're teaching these lies about Islam because I made sure, she said, well, she said she, of course you have not heard me yet. I made sure that my children will not read any of these lies. I read all their books. I make sure that they're reading the facts. And I said, I'm sorry, you're exaggerating. Some of these books have over 1,200 pages. If you have time to read 1,200 pages for your children, just keep them home and educate them yourself. You don't need to send them to public schools because not only are they going to teach them lies, they're going to teach them to become immoral because that's what they're doing. <coughs> So on page 571, that's halfway in the book. That book is a good 1,100 pages. We read. Muslims believe that Allah is the same God as the God of the Jews and Christians. 
Muslims also believe in the final day of judgment. On this day, it is believed the wicked will be punished with suffering and the faithful will be rewarded with eternal life in heaven. Here we go. Hogwash Islam for America. Propaganda Islam for your children. And I know they're going to believe in it. Muslim believes that Allah is God. I mentioned earlier, we're going to go in depth. Now, they also believe that there is a day of judgment. The good will go, will have what? Eternal life. I challenge the Muslims who wrote that statement to show me one book. Not doesn't have to be the Quran. Just a book written by some Muslim where the word eternal life was mentioned in it. Just a book. Grab a book written by Johnny or Mark or, uh, or somebody. I don't care. Some Ali, some Mustafa, some Muhammad, some Aisha, and they mention the word eternal life. They're talking about eternal life in our textbooks for Muslims who never know anything about eternal life. There is no eternal life in Islam. There's paradise where men will have sex 100 times a night with the beautiful virgin forever, virgin, and the boys, 300 boys. That's not eternal life. That's eternal, eternal sin. Well, let's talk about the answer, our response for that hogwash talk. Jews and Christians do not believe that Allah is God. They actually believe that Allah of the Quran is Satan. Exactly. Any person who have ever read the Quran and have some simple understanding of Judaism and Christianity, you don't even have to be a Jew. You don't have to be a Christian. Just have some idea. Here's what Jewish believe. Here's what the Christian believe. Oh, now from reading the Quran, from studying about Muhammad, I, I think I, I see it now. The Satan of the Bible is actually the Allah of Muhammad. As a matter of fact, you go on, online, and I hope of all of you, especially those who watch us, go and check my presentation, or actually my debate. Allah is Satan, Jesus is God. It's available online. Allah is Satan, Jesus is God. It's a debate I did with three Muslim Imams in, in, uh, in Gulfport, Mississippi. And praise God, Dawood Salama, the guy who wears the suit on that video, now is a Christian brother. He became a Christian after I have the debate with him. And by the way, Muslim, oh man, you should see what the Muslim write about him. They said, you're a liar. You were never a Muslim. You claim to be a Muslim, and we told you not to do that debate. And because you did the debate and you lost miserably, now you make Christianity look good. The man was 100% the nation of Islam. Watch his videos, how he defended the nation of Islam. And then he became a stream, real Muslim Sunni. And now, praise God, he's a born-again Christian. So watch that, that video. In this two-hour presentation or two-hour uh, DVD, I would love to do that here in the future. If we can do, maybe have a good couple hours and I can cover the entire material which I cover in that debate. In that debate, we only use the Quran. I hardly use the Bible. Maybe quoted a couple of verses or so. But I use the Quran to prove to these three Muslim Imams and those who watched all over the internet that Allah is Satan. The Quran teach Allah is Satan. I don't have to use the Bible to prove my point. But, so we don't believe Allah to be God, but we actually believe Allah is Satan. Where do we find that? Oh, maybe Quran chapter 1, verse 1, to start. As a matter of fact, in the debate, I said, I don't have to go further than Quran chapter 1, verse 1, and we can end the debate right now. But for the sake of those who would like to argue, and you need more information, I will go on for the next two hours. Quran 1, 1 said what? The praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world. Allah is the God of this world. Second Corinthians 4.4 assured us that the God of this world is who? Satan. 
The devil. By the way, some weirdo people like Dr. James White, theologian, uh, reformer, whatever he called himself, he argued and he made a video online to say that 2 Corinthians 4.4 is talking about the God of the Bible, not the God of the world, Satan. That's how wicked the hyper Calvinists are becoming. They will try to find something in the Bible to prove that God chose for people to go to hell and chose for people to, to go to heaven. So we find a good verse here. The Bible is talking about Satan and James White is using it to say that's the God of the Bible. And now Muslims are using his video to say that I'm teaching lies that the God of this world is Satan. Yes, my friends, the God of this world is Satan. And I don't believe that there is any God. They're made up. All these gods, whatever you worship, anything, let me put it this way, anything or a person you put before God become your God. That does not make him a real God. So the Bible teaches if you love your husband or wife, if you love your mother or your father, if you love your children, if you love your boat, if you love your golf course, if you love any sport you play more than me, you, you do not deserve me. You, you, that become your God. God is the jealous God. He doesn't want to have anything or any person above him. And if you put anything or any person above him, that thing become your God. Th that does not mean that that thing become a God, but it become your God. Then you don't deserve Christ and his love and his grace. So, here we go. Second Corinthians 4.4 4. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan! Blind people's eyes. Right now, Satan is blind the liberal eyes all over this country. And he's doing everything he can to destroy this country. As I talk about in my last night radio show, I said, the only reason why, why the Democrats want to destroy America, because they are following and worshiping the devil. And the devil knows that this is the last country. If this country falls, Christianity will fall. The reason the Christians right now are protected in the middle of the Muslim world, not because Islam teaches love and peace, because Muslims are afraid of America. And if America falls, trust me, Christians will be crushed worldwide. The Democrats who talk about prayer, who talk about the Bible, who talk about Jesus, only to pretend to be a Christian, they are worshiping the God of this world, Satan. And you can see it in their life. Killing a baby is not a Christian thing. Even if you pray to impeach the president, when you kill the baby, that prayer means nothing. They want to tie Jesus to themselves to look like, well, it was very clear, for heaven's sake, eight years ago, when they said, we don't want to have God. And guess what? Let's vote. They yay, lost it. And they lie. And they said, they got it. There were more nays than yay. Yes, we don't want to have God. There are devils and the sad thing is the baptist and the catholic and the presbyterian who believe that they're still good democrat they did not know that democrat party left them long time ago Amen. the god of this world is satan is not the god of the bible god of the bible desire for all men to be saved not one to be perished that god is blinding people's eyes that they will not accept the truth that god is satan And they deceived, and Allah deceived, and Allah is the best deceiver. I think that verse speaks for itself. By the way, it's repeated. Quran chapter 8, verse 30, same words. And you know what is the deception Allah is speaking about here? 
The deception of Allah. He made somebody look like Jesus and that somebody died on the cross and that somebody whom the Christian believe in today to be Jesus, but in reality is not Jesus. Allah deceived all of us the last 2,000 years and make us believe that Jesus died, but in reality it was not Jesus. It was somebody else look like Jesus. That is the verse teachings. First, uh, in James 1.13, we'll read, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. <laughs> if you think God tempted all of us and make us believe that Jesus died on the cross and who Jesus is what we believe he is and he's not, that means that temptation did not come from God, that come from the devil. Obviously, the devil did not do but anything but give us Islam, give us Muhammad, give us the teaching of the Quran, which makes people believe that we worship the same God and we don't. That 1.6 or 1.7 billion soon, the Muslim number grow 100 million every, literally every year, every two years, they're growing. These Muslims are dying to spend eternity in hell because they believe in the teachings of Islam. Uh, how about the one who, Allah is the one who leads people astray. Will he whose evil deed is adorned to him, so he saw it as good? So surely Allah leads astray whom he wills and guides whom he wills. I'm sorry, we Christians do not believe that God leads people away, astray. That's not what we can so we, we do. Allah is not God. Let's move on. Sake of time. And if we had willed, we would surely give to every soul its guidance. But the word which has gone forth from me was established. I will surely fill hell with jinn and people together. That is the word of Allah in the Quran. He made that statement in the early days when Adam and Eve were created. While Adam and Eve were created, Allah said he will fill hell with human and jinn. If you ask what is jinn, it is a creature made up by Muhammad. As a matter of fact, we are influencing our children even in cartoon by seeing the genie. You know the genie? The lamb, when you touch it, and the guy comes, oh, 10,000 years. And then you say, you say, you know, ask three requests and he will give them to you. That genie, that Aladdin lamb, that movies which all our children love, is Islamic mythology, is Islamic belief. They were created 2,000 years before the creation of Adam and Eve. Even though Allah said in the Quran that he created the heaven and earth and everything in them in six days, eight days, or seven days, or nine days. Choose whatever number you like. All of them are right. But how can Allah create everything in nine days, the last number we can get, the largest number, if he created the jinn? 2,000 years before he created Adam. How can he put 2,000 years in seven days or nine days? And these are literally nine days. We're talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because in some English translation, they lie, not like my accurate English translation of the Quran, and they will say period. Allah created the heaven and earth in six periods. No, it's six days, yawm in Arabic. And Muhammad assured us in the Hadith, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, days. They're all wrong, by the way. But Allah said, He will surely fill hell with us. That is the wish and the desire. That's not the desire of my God. My God does not want to do that. Here, listen to 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See the difference between Allah and God? That's the opposite. It's Satan and God. 
But the textbooks teaching our children, we worship the same God. Allah is God. God is Allah. The inventor of the heavens and the earth, how can he have a son when he has no female companion? And he created everything. And he is the knower of all things. See, Allah does not have a son. And the reason why Allah does not have a son because he did not have a girlfriend to get pregnant. How can he have a baby without a female? Female companion, a girlfriend. That's how Muslim and Muhammad understood what is Jesus, the son of God. God got Mary pregnant and here she is having a baby and the baby is the son of God. No, Jesus is the son of God because he came from the father. Like I am the son of the Nile. Okay. That Allah is not my God. Here we go, Luke 1, 35. And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. That is what the Bible teaches. That's what we Christians believe. There is no physical relationship between the Father and Virgin Mary, and no, no Christian ever come up with this idea. It is the lies of the devil, Allah, Satan himself, to the Muslims. Now, if we worship the same God, as the textbooks said, and we have the same belief as textbooks, why did Allah call us infidel in the Quran? 572. Infidels indeed are those who said, Surely Allah is the Christ, son of Mary. All Christians believe that Jesus Christ is God. Therefore, all Christians are infidels. Let's go to the next verse, 573. Infidels indeed are those who said, Surely Allah is the third of three. All Christians believe in Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And if you don't believe in Trinity, you're not a Christian. If you're a oneness, you're not a Christian. The three mask theory, which is, is now growing in America and among many churches, are not Christianity. They believe that it is one God who is a father and somehow he took that mask out and he came with a new mask on earth to be the son and then he left and then he came up with the third mask as the Holy Spirit. No, Jesus taught us the opposite. Whatever you ask them, the father in my name. So there's two people. And then as we saw many times in the scripture, the father and the son and the Holy Spirit, three of them exist at the same time. When Jesus was baptized, he guess what? The Holy Spirit came in the shape of a dove rested on his shoulder and the voice came from the heaven this is my beloved son so we talk about three different persons the bible did not say go baptize him in the name of the father or the son or the holy spirit no baptize him in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit the doctrine of trinity is all over the scripture i can show it to you in genesis 1 all the way until revelation for as, as much as the Father said he is the Alpha and the Omega, the Son said he is the Alpha and the Omega in the book of Revelation. And if you go to Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, Elohim, plural, gods in English, create, singular, the heaven and the earth. Verse 2, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. That's the Holy Spirit. And verse 3, and 6, and 9, and 12, and 16, 18, and 24, and God said, the spoken word of God, brought everything to creation. That word of God is Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. Because without him, nothing of all that which came to exist, came to exist. He is the creator of all things. Who? The word of God. Who? Jesus. Who? God Almighty who came in the flesh.
That's our trinity. But according to Muhammad, according to the Quran, we're a bunch of infidels. We don't worship the same God. Allah is Satan. Listen to what Allah said in the Quran concerning the Christians. So when you meet those who became infidels, so strike the necks, decapitating until you have made a great slaughter among them. That is Islam. The Muslim who worship Allah, the God of Muhammad, are ordered by Allah to do this, to decapitate us. I have done this uh, brand new uh, booklet, and I hope and I pray that a bunch of you get a bunch of them. And those who watch us online, please go to my website and order this booklet. It's a small book. It's actually have 24 pages. 24 pages. You can read it in 35 minutes. I have actually made people read them. The faster can read them in 20 some minutes. The slowest can read them. Maybe 40. My grandma, 92 years old, she read it in, uh, in uh, 43 minutes. She's 92. Okay? If you are 92, you need to have this booklet. And what we have here is literally a bunch of verses in the Quran. Bunch of verses in the Quran. I got maybe 55, 60 verses, and bunch of the saying of Muhammad, which teach what? That the Islam is a violence. The violent truths about Islam. And we put on the beginning the same verse we have here. So when you meet those who became infidels, strike the next until you have made a great slaughter. Allah in the Quran is ordering the Muslim believers, not radicals, not extremists, Muslim believers to behead the Christians. And when they do it, here, the stupid Americans call them, these are radicals. No, they're Muslim believers. Allah calls them believers. They were called believers by Muhammad. They call themselves believers. And here in America, we call them radicals. Why? Because we want to teach our children and our grandchildren that there is loving, peaceful Muslims. Doesn't exist. Get that booklet. When you meet some of the liberals who want to have the, uh, the new laws, actually 44 congressmen and women signed that bill. Ilhan Omar Rashid Al-Talib is in it. I know the bill will be put aside by Mr. Trump, but Mr. Trump will be put aside if not 2020, 2024, which means four years from now, we're going to have a liberal president and he will make it a law, which means in that new law, if you, if you know, if you know, say this, it's a replacement of our constitution, which means Muslims can come to America without visa. Those whom we kicked out of this country the last 40 some years, whatever number of years, we will send them tickets, and I'm assuming it's going to be first class ticket to apologize and bring them back to America. The bill does not mention Muslim or Islam, but it's supported by Ilhan Omar and Rashid Talib, which is for the purpose of get rid of our border. No criminal, whoever commit right now, if you commit a crime in Egypt, you cannot come to America. But with that new bill, you commit a crime in Egypt and you serve your time in Egypt or you escaped Egypt, you're welcome to come to America. Even the one who commit, you know the people Mr. Obama got free out of Gitmo? They were in prison. Those who killed your children and cut their hands and feet and blow them apart. These people will be coming back to America with your tax money under that new bill. It's called the new way forward. Check it out. Go online. The new way forward. 44 sign up. Trust me. Four years from now, the 44 will be 270, 280. Enough to pass without even, I mean, literally, they may be impeached the next president for not allowing the Muslims to come to America. The bill does not talk about Muslim Islam, but talk about criminals in my world, in my opinion, which are the Muslims. Get that book. Share it with your Muslim, with your liberal who do not see anything wrong with Islam. Give it to the Muslims. 
Because believe it or not, Muslims need to know what's in the Quran. A lot of Muslims assuming Islam is a loving, peaceful religion. And if they read that small booklet, they will change their mind. By the way, I got another one, the green booklet, the straight way to eternal life. The straight way to eternal life. For years, people ask me, Usama, I meet with Muslim people. I do not know what to say. I see them in the airport. I see them in Walmart. I see them at the gas station. I want to share with them. I do not know what to say. I, can't, I, I feel like hopeless. I said, no, you're no longer hopeless. Give that book, 24 pages, to the Muslim in their hand, and they will get saved. Very specially written for Muslims. And by the way, the gospel in the second half of that book, that gospel is for everybody. If you know any American who do not know Christ as Lord and Savior, he needs to read that book because they will get saved. These books are available today and they're also available online for those who would like to get them later. Now, the Quran teach that Allah, the God of Muhammad, orders the Muslim believers to behead the Christians. Therefore, boys and girls, we worship the same God. That's how stupid you become to believe in that lie. The final day of judgment of Muslims, as described in the Quran, does not agree or match with what is described in the Bible. For according to Muhammad, the wicked on that day, Jews and Christians, will be burning in hell forever. They are the fuel of hell. All Muslims will go to hell initially, and only one of the 73 denominations will be removed from hell to go to the paradise, the Garden of Muhammad, to enjoy all the forbidden pleasures of earth, not to have eternal life as the textbooks claim. Here's a fact! That's what we should put in our textbooks for our children to learn about Islam and what Islam teaches, not the hogwash they're teaching our children. I'm getting sick and tired of reading these things in our textbooks, and it's still there and will not be removed. You know why? Because the church in Sarasota will not rise up to do something about it. Four years ago, three years ago, there was an attempt in Charlotte County, and we sent letters to 730 churches to show up on the board, school board meeting, and guess how many ministers show up in that meeting? Zero. 730 letters went to all the preachers of Charlotte County, every church, and nobody show up. And the lady in the hijab, who is a school board member, who just joined after she moved to that community, a year later, she became a school board member. She mocked those Christians and destroyed them out, and the book still taught today in, our, in Charlotte County. Same textbooks I'm talking about. Because the church is no longer asleep in America. The church is in a coma. <laughs> Not only do they want to learn the truth or do they want to do something about it, they don't want to hear the truth. I challenge you. I'm willing to come back to Florida sometime this year, two couple more times, three more times. Find me churches to have me. They're afraid to have me because they're stupid. They don't know. They're ignorant. That's what this Quran is. As a matter of fact, you go to Quran chapter 98, verse 6. 98, verse 6. Write it down if you want to look it up later. Allah said, Surely the infidels among the Jews and the Christians will burn in hell forever. And he said, And they are the worst of the creatures. We are the worst of the creatures. You're talking about monkey? You're talking about a pig? You're talking about a, uh, a whatever creature you think, a black dog? We're worst. We're the worst of the creatures. And the textbooks teach our children that Christian, Jew, and Muslims are three branches of Abraham, of Abraham religion. We, we love each other. We should hug each other and kiss each other on the cheeks. Here we go. But in the Bible, Christians will not go to hell, not for a day or an hour. 
and only Christians, those who believed and accepted the substitutionary death and resurrection of Jesus, will receive forgiveness for their sins and will have eternal life. 3185, listen. Every soul tastes the death, and surely you will only receive your wages on the resurrection day. So, whoever is removed from the fire and enters the garden, so indeed he becomes triumphant. And what is the world's life except the enjoyment of the proud? When we say Muslim believe that all Muslims, when they die, will go to hell, I'm not making this up. There's another person in the Quran who said, Not one of you, but he will enter it. What is it? Hell. To the Muslim companion of Muhammad, ask him, Even you, O apostle of Allah, even you will go to hell? He said, Yes, even me, unless Allah cover me with his mercy. All Muslims will go to hell. Muhammad assured them the 73 denomination among the Muslims who will come to be in the end of the world. And by the way, we have a few hundreds right now, which means the number of Muhammad is wrong. They're not 73, they're hundreds. He said they will go to hell and then Allah will remove one of these 73 from hell to paradise and the rest will be in hell forever. And even Muhammad did not know if he will have it, if he will get out of hell. Literally, he does not know. Abu Bakr Siddiq, which is the first successor of Muhammad, uh, successor after Muhammad for the Muslim believers, he said, if I have one foot in hell, in heaven, and the other one on earth, I still don't trust Allah. Why? Because maybe Allah changed his mind and removed me from heaven. That, that is the God of Islam. You don't trust. Alf ibn Malik, Allah blessed with him, said that the messenger of Allah, Allah's prayer and peace be upon him, said, I swear by who holds my soul in his hand, my people will split to 73 denominations. One will be in the garden and 72 in fire. The only way in Islam you can get to paradise without uh, going to hell is to do the ultimate sacrifice, is to die for the sake of Allah. As Allah said in the Quran, do not consider those who die for the sake of Allah as dead. Nay, they are alive with the Lord receives their provision. When a Muslim jihadi die, why he performed jihad? Immediately, the first drop of blood came out of his body will enter him to paradise. Immediately. So they can enjoy the propaganda, ungodly life, which God, of the Bible reject and even Allah and the Quran reject from Muslims on earth. On earth, you should not have such relationship with boys. But in paradise, you got 300 of them. It is, it is unbelievable. In earth, you cannot drink wine. In the paradise of Muhammad, rivers of wine, delicious for those who will drink it. And on and on with the ungodliness of the eternal paradise of Muhammad, not eternal life. My friends, this is... Uh, my time is up, but let me finish with this quickly here. Mohammed said, I also saw the hellfire, and I had never seen such a horrible sight. I saw that most of the inhabitants were women. I don't know how even women in Islam believe in Islam and stay in Islam. They live on earth in hell, and when they die, they spend eternity in hell. 
my time is up and uh, I really love it and enjoyed it to be here with you especially all those who watch us on air please visit our website thestraightway.org listen to my daily program I have a half hour program now I've been doing now for almost six years at vcyamerica.org there's a telephone number you can put on your phone and listen by the phone or you download the app uh, VCY uh, app on your phone and you can listen to us 1230 uh, Florida time every day that's five days a week Saturday night from 10 to 11 from 10 to 12 9 to 11 central 10 to 12 you can also go to our website and click and these are two hours live radio broadcast I do it every week I've been doing it now for 11 years I wish for people to come and join us and listen to us if you are a late person now if you are not then you can always listen to the archive the rest of the weeks we get roughly between 4,000 5,000 people listen to this radio broadcast I've been sick and tired because it's still 4,000 sometimes actually 3,000 I wanted 400,000 What's so hard for the American people to educate themselves? I'm willing to give you the message. I'm willing to die to give you the message. Why can't you listen? Why can't you share it with others? Uh, don't forget also we have all the material, DVDs and books. And these two important books, I really want everyone here today and those online get some of these books. It's a dollar a piece. It's not like I'm uh, selling. And it's actually it cost me like 50 some cents, okay, to make it. But because we give a lot of them away, I have to make some money somewhere else. So what you can do is get 5, 10, 20, whatever you can, and the Lord will bless you, okay? And these are not for you to collect dust on your desk, in your home. These are to be given away. So if you're going to get them, you make a commitment. You keep them in your car. You keep them in your clothes. You keep them in whatever, in your bag. So whenever you see a Muslim man or woman, if you talk to somebody and he does not know too much about Islam, boom, here it is. Two books in his hand or her hand. And they will get the truth. Amen? my time is up let's pray and father god we give thanks to you because of the truth which we can find in your holy bible in your word you have blessed us lord to keep that bible safe unchanged all these years may we truly love you through your word may we truly know you through your word may we truly continue to grow in you by your word that we may also share these words with others for how people can be saved if they never hear and how people can hear if we don't talk. Help us, Lord, to be salt and light, to live right before you. We love you and we praise you. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.